and me as the MP from Sheffield Allen. Who I'm also went to say, Eton, by the way. Oh, oh, that is beside the point. <laughs> point of order, sir. Point of order. That is not relevant. Yeah. Order. Order. Oh. Order. Oh. Sorry. Jeez, this is like the MP episode. I'm running out of MPs. We love those MPs, right? Absolutely. I mean, just... Listeners, welcome back to the Lost in Postulation podcast. You thought you got rid of us. You didn't. We're back after a one-week hiatus. I'm Nicola Volpi, and I am joined by somebody who out of principle, refuses to watch the English Premier League, and yet he cannot resist the temptation to taunt and troll the English by beating them at their own game of Fantasy Premier League for the second year in a row, it's Neil Fitzpatrick. Oh yes, that is probably one of the most satisfying uh, facts from the last year. I never did Premier League, Fantasy Premier League before, but came into it last year and absolutely loved it. And watched maybe one or two matches the whole year. You don't need to watch the matches. That's the crazy no. thing. And that's the, the irony of the matter, that I watch the matches. I'm hyper-competitive with it. You came in one year, swept uh, the league. Now, would I have done well if things like Reddit and Discord and, you know, uh, YouTube didn't exist? No, I would not. Let's be real. But, I was riding on the coattails of others, standing on the shoulders of giants. But. And yet, you know, I mean, <laughs> well, you're, yeah, but you the, hacked uh, it. But this is now the problem with FPL, that unless you're playing draft, you can just follow. You can be a pure sheep. And like yeah. they even show you the ownership of each player. So yeah. you can literally just sort by most owned and go bam, 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 bam. Yeah. And you'll pretty much be fine. You know? Yeah. You're playing a rankings game as opposed to when I was in high school and we would play the NFL fantasy. Mm. It was just the drafts of your mini league or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was head to head every week exactly so you were really optimizing for the opponent you were up against whereas mm. here it's kind of like you almost want to match the opponents yeah. you're up against that are good especially if they're good you can't afford not to because either you're right and you'll gain a small delta or you're wrong and they're right and they will just disappear down the road because they'll have holland and salah and like all exactly. the, the kind of template players you know yeah anyway i wasn't expecting to get so no, deep into FBL, there's the nerding there out yeah. as neil does with things so <laughs> yep. even things he doesn't care about he nerds out on it so, so listeners you know if you would want to reach out to us and potentially try your have your go at beating neil at fpl this year it starts next week write us in we'll send you the code for some some private leagues maybe we do a lost in postulation league actually that might be a nice way to uh to pull the community together some into, banter there yeah. i mean Let's see what the Venn diagram of our listeners versus FPL yes, players is. Exactly. But uh, yeah, exactly. I suspect reasonably strong overlap there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and for that overlap, you can reach out to us on Instagram. That's at Lost in Postulation. You can reach out to us by email, lostinpostulation at gmail.com with all of your postulations. And there's an app which I think is still called Twitter, but but it's branded yeah, as X. But the, it's X without a little Tweety Bird anymore. So the X replaced the bird, but it's still Twitter. Yeah, um, amazing uh, branding strategy there. Genius, right? Yes. I mean, stroke of genius. Yeah. I was trying to think. It's almost the equivalent of Coca-Cola changing the cursive on their cans and bottles. Yeah. Like Twitter's been around forever now, fifteen years maybe, and there feels going- like forever. Yeah. It now has gone beyond parody and beyond a joke. So like previously, it's like when Trump was elected, like previously it was easy to be a satirist because like there was always something to make fun of. Right. Whereas now it's it's gotten so bad and so ridiculously stupid yeah. that making fun of it is almost not funny anymore. It's banal, it's just, right? It's obvious. Yeah. It's like making, it's like punching down, you know? Right. So I don't, I feel like I, I'm no longer even interested in making fun of the Twitter uh, dumpster fire, you know? No. It's kind of sad now. Yeah. Well, my bet. 
becoming truer and truer of Elon Musk yeah. self-combusting this year. Look Jeez. at that. Now, Losing the only thing is, he is, he is still the wealthiest man in the world, I believe. Depends or, on the day, right? Exactly. There's no cash there. And I think there's a lot of Tesla driving that around as well. Mm-hmm. So is he like, is he really like in the dumps? Uh, maybe not right yet. Because I just think even with the Twitter thing, he'll be okay, you know, between I think, the Tesla. I think he'll the, be all right. Yeah. I, I don't think many people are, uh, yeah. are playing the, the violin for him. No, but he's not full cancelled and he's not like going to just disappear from public life anytime soon, I think. Probably not. So I don't know. Yeah, let's see. But in any case, here we are back to postulate once again. Well, back to actually reading out our Twitter account from this app with X, which is at Impostulation. Because oh. they would not allow all yes. those characters to write in lost Impostulation. So Terrible. I mean, if you can choose, don't reach out to us on that one. It's the mm. one we, our summer intern monitors the least. So, Absolutely. Yeah. That poor intern, yeah. They, that poor intern. Almost done with the summer. I mean, uh, it's going to be tough to, to replace. Back to their studies, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Studies first. And Neil, being that it is summer, I imagine you've been around a bit, had your ice cream, your gelatos, if you will, Absolutely. from time to time. Hopefully you don't dabble too much in soft ice. I don't want to get into that. Oh, I have a good... Uh, uh, okay, sorry, sorry, go on. Neil is very basic. It's very mundane, some might even say. Cup or cone? So, this is actually a tricky one to answer. Of course it is. Because there's a, there's a difference between what I will always choose mm. and what I know is probably the right thing to choose. You okay. know what I mean? Now, I'm a cone all the way mm. person. I was raised on a thing called 99s in Ireland, which is like as you say, soft ice with a cone and a Cadbury flake stuck in the top of it. That's called a 99, right? Mm. And there's no cup culture in Ireland, if I can use such a, a grand term for oh. soft ice, or okay. we would never call it soft ice, but like uh, for a whipped uh, vanilla ice cream, basically. Right. Right? So it's always cone all the way. And but having, it's those like copy cones, yeah, right? Yeah, and very flaky, soft kind of, like, uh, not like, you know, yeah. these premium waffle cones that you get here. Right. But... I recently got uh, all sorts of ice cream here in Copenhagen or whenever mm. we're traveling and it's it's cone or, or cone or waffle all the way, like right. for me. However, from a dietary perspective and from a pure taste perspective, if, mm. you're, if you're a connoisseur of the game, probably you would be laughed out of any expert forum or conference if you were using a cone because they'd be like, it's adulterating the flavor, it's distracting from mm-hmm. what's important. And if it's like a super premium ice cream, actually probably there's a lot to be said for the cone. Mm. So, yeah, I think can, so do you hear where I'm coming down? It's like, I'm going to always get the cone or the waffle for sure because yeah. I just love it and it just enhances the ending. It Because it, obviously the enjoyment curve, it's like early peak and then it kind of falls off. Yeah. But the cone helps it, helps that curve kind of stay flat all the way through. Yeah. So that's where I'm okay. at. Okay. Okay. What are your yeah. thoughts? I'm cup all the way. It's easier. Cup all the way. Yeah, it's easier. But also what you say, a bad cone can ruin a good ice cream or gelato. Yeah. Not the other way around, right? So I stay away from the cones. What about I, topics? I haven't had the habit for yeah. since I was a kid, I think, of the cone. Okay. But I think then, I spilled too many and then I was like, you know what? This is yeah. traumatic. I, I understand for sure. But so say you get the cup then. Are you getting sprinkles, uh, sauces? No, or no, no, you're no, just no, 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 no. Get out of here. It's, okay, okay, it's okay. just yeah. the gelato itself, the quality, you know, yeah. two, max three flavors, no sprinkles, none of this. No. And like a scoop of each? Yeah. Yeah, a scoop of each, you know. That would be my go-to. And flavor-wise, what are we talking? Flavor-wise, so I like like a vanilla, right? Plain Fior di Latte, if you're underrated, in Italy. Right? Very flavor. underrated, yeah. but very difficult to do. 
It is. Well, and isn't it unfortunate how that word has now become, it has adopted the meaning of, oh, it's very vanilla. You know, like it's, it's, right, yeah. it's, it's unfair. Yeah, on it is unfair. Yeah. Also because we've had so many vanilla legends like Vanilla mm. Ice. 100%. Yeah. At least one. Yeah, I can't <laughs> exactly. name another. Yeah. I mean, Vanilla Sky, the film with Tom Cruise. Two, two right? vanilla yeah, based legends that we know that's of. That's huge. Yeah. Anyway, so one, something is the base, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a base scoop. Pistachio. Yeah. Done okay. well. Can't mm-hmm. find it everywhere, right? But, you know, if you're mm-hmm. in Italy at the Gelateria, you, you'll you're getting it. pistachio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I like a hazelnut, something a bit creamier. See, or, we're, we're indexing high on the old yeah. nuts here. Or chocolate like, chip. Or okay, okay. if you want to go fruit, I only do one fruit if I do, and it's strawberry. Sorbet or ice cream? No, ice cream. Okay, okay. But, but only strawberry. You're not going to get uh, me, you know, on your mangoes, papayas. No, that's not for ice cream. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on that. Because if I'm going fruit, which I will often do, it's sorbet time all the way. Yeah. Specifically lemon. Healthier too. Is it? Yeah. That wouldn't even be why. I just think they're great. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, lemon sorbet is the dream. Refreshing. Oh, I always say when I eat a lemon sorbet, I'm like, whoever made this gets me, you know? Okay. This is exactly what a treat should you be. Like, you like lemon in general? Oh, I love lemon anything. I yeah. love lemon. I yeah. put lemon in so much of, of what I cook, but I never get the lemon ice cream. Oh, lemon sorbet. Don't you don't need the lemon ice cream because there is yeah. a big difference. Right. One, like the ice cream is like, you know, it has little bits. It might have rind and stuff like that mm-hmm. in it, which I'm not a huge fan of. But lemon sorbet, oh my God. I'm actually wanting, I'm going to get one now after this. If I can find one, if I can find a way to get a lemon sorbet after this, I'm oh, going to get one. Lemon sorbet, I mean, it's very it's kind of the digestive dessert it's like i'm too full at the end of dinner at the restaurant i'm gonna order the lemon sorbet yeah it's not quite a limoncello but it's not quite like <laughs> an ice cream it's somewhere exactly in between right yeah a best of both worlds you could even Absolutely say. Love it. so good, uh, good postulation neil yeah. fitzpatrick mr cone yeah the cone oh, yeah. head and yeah maybe um maybe not actually i was going to give a shout out to a place in copenhagen that does an absolutely insane uh, nitrogen ice cream with waffle cone oh i know this place you know the one you can name it I the problem is I can't because I can't remember something the name. with East, isn't it? Yeah, the one yeah. on uh, Nobel. It's not Paradise, but it's like one of those. Yeah, it's like yeah. an ice cream or something like that. Yeah, anyway, something like that. Anyway, see. I'll for, give them a for sh- the two of you that happen to be in Copenhagen yeah, while listening yeah, to exactly, this. and they didn't uh, pay us for the shout out, so uh, they don't get one. So there you go. No, there I like that. Yeah, right. Business yeah. first. Exactly. Business first. We're a business first podcast. Good. So that's cup and cone. Neil, you threw something at me on the last Monday and last episode mm-hmm. about escalators. Sure did. Yeah. Right. And I told you that my go-to on escalators going up, depending on the circumstances, but nine times out of 10, I'm standing. Mm-hmm. If I am walking, it's on the way down. Yeah. I was coming back from a trip a few days ago, and I observed in the subway, another of what we call these anthropological studies, mm-hmm. right, provided by our sponsors. Uh, and uh, that's what I noticed, actually, that that was like the core behavior was yeah. as people are coming down. They're more likely to to trot down, skip a couple steps, whatever, which you could say is actually more dangerous than the other way around. Ask me yeah. Right? Safety hazard. And then they're almost always standing on the way up. I assume because it's more difficult to climb upstairs. It's the lazy thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's one way to put it. <laughs> but I do think we're in an awkward, especially in Europe, we're in this awkward limbo where escalators are a bit too slow. So... You're Is kind that of, right? I think so, because yeah. if, you, if you go, even to London, sorry, London has very fast escalators. Oh, if you're doing those huge, And everyone's huge in a bloody rush on them, pushing yeah, but, each other out of the way. Yeah, but on those ones, because they're so fast, it's almost too dangerous to walk. So right. everyone's just kind of holding on for dear life, mm. you know? And when I was in Singapore, same thing where yeah. nobody's walking because the things are absolutely accelerating up the 
up the hill or whatever. I you never know? thought about the speed of these things. I think we're playing it very safe here in Europe, actually. It must that be. There's probably some classic EU guideline where it's like, escalator must operate at three meters per second or else, you know, or whatever, one meter per second or whatever it is, you yeah, know? Yeah. I know, and I'm sure that's like very well researched and there's good reason, but I do think we're losing time here. We're losing productivity for the economy. Can you can you play that back in the voice of the Eurosceptic Tory backbencher from EU? So, no, what we need to do, now, first and foremost, right, those EU banana straighteners who tell us how fast our escalators need to go, they're having a laugh, right? They need to go. We need to be twice as fast, twice as efficient. That's twice as much money that the NHS can use. Bam, Brexit. Unbelievable. He's back. A round of applause. Some kind of a meld there of a few different politicians. Nigel Farage somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I felt some Boris influx and cadence at some stages. You might not have intended it. but no, it certainly did not. It yeah. was one of those uh, shoot first, ask questions later yeah. uh, impressions. So there you go. Well, there you go. Neil, the Eurosceptic populist. Thank you for that. I'm, you've enlightened the listeners on the speed of escalators in Europe. And I would be interested to know, actually. Yeah. What yeah. Is, the, is there a rule about it or is there like... A, is it just the way we are here in Europe? I, don't I think know. we need to pick that up on our next episode. Certainly. 100%. 100%. Certainly. Love it. So, listeners, we've got another doozy lined up for you today after the last episode on Australia. We encourage you all to go back and listen to that. Some funky accents thrown in there oh, from time to time. Yeah. Some Too feedback ones. coming in on those oh, no. as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. But the Aussies, they... They take it in stride. They weren't very offended. They should have been pretty happy because it ended up, uh, no spoilers, but they ended up doing pretty well they in did. the rankings. We so, showcased uh, their country. Yeah. Did them honor. They're doing well when compared to the other countries we've talked to so far. So, Absolutely. So everyone, welcome back. We're going to take a quick break and come back to you with a stellar episode. And listeners, welcome back once again to Lost in Postulation. And as promised, delivering a stellar show as always. We're moving into our main topic of today, which is, of course, the OSGRs. That is the one star Google reviews. Uh, a recurring topic that we have uh, yeah. we trialed. We loved it. We've been doing it ever since. So far up till now, we've been visiting such uh, beautiful locales as actually North America, quite a lot. Australia, yeah, a little bit. A lot of New York. Exactly. Some, some uh, West Bromwich in the black country. We Birmingham. did. Yeah, yeah. Some petrol stations. So we've Wales. been all over. We've been in Wales. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. And yeah, the, the kind of the common thread here, I suppose, is they need to be English speaking places because the reviews need to be in English. That's mm. kind of the... But we've thrown in some Parises and very tourist destinations as well. Right? That's true. We yeah. always, we as long as we have like a good glut of English reviews for a place, right. we can go there, we can check it out. And to remind the listeners, or maybe to uh, induct any new listeners, the, the fun here is that um, Google reviews tend to skew towards either the very positive or mm -hmm. the very negative. And when you find a place out there in the world that has an overwhelming number of negative reviews and it has like an average of three point something, you often, the, the reviews do often skew into the comical territory. And yeah. at least they raise a lot of good uh, questions for us to postulate upon. And that is what we are here to do once again. No doubt. Thankfully, we had the listeners to guide us this time as to where we should go mm. and in what industries we should look into. So yeah. that is uh, what we'll be doing. And I am here to kick us off with the first one. So the listeners decided, first and foremost, that we should go to two places. And that's because it was a draw, actually, in the poll, mm -hmm. I think, on, on Instagram. Yeah. Amazing. So we are going to be going, first of all, to Cape Town, South Africa. To the Cape. Magical place. Have you been there? I've been to South Africa, but not to Cape Town. It's harder to get there, right? Eh? Yeah. Yeah, could be. I You'd really, uh, I mean, you're going to go yeah. out of your way. If you're yeah. anyway just going to Jayburg, then yeah, you're Yeah, exactly. Kinda, Joburg. Yeah. 
Joburg, Joburg, uh-huh. Joburg. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who knows? Uh, but we are going to be investigating the wonderful world of dentistry once again. Love it. A topic very close to my heart, as the listeners will remember. If you ever need a dentist in Cape Town. Well, if you do, then you know you'll have one less on your list uh, from this discussion. No no spoilers, but it's not looking good. We are going to be visiting uh, a wonderful place called Dentist on Main Observatory. Now, the the title requires some unpacking. So Main Street is a place, Main Road, in fact, it's called, in Cape Town, Uh which is in St. Peter's Square in, in Cape Town. Lovely. And from what I can see, there are two dentists on this main road. Oh, called Dentists on Main. So it's the same. Dentists on Main has set up like two locations on this main road. And one is in a shopping center and one is in somewhere else. Same ownership. I get, yeah, because okay. their website is like, do you mean this one or that one? So okay, fair. they own the two. The other one actually has pretty decent reviews. But bad news for Dentist on Main Observatory, this one. Mm. It's got an average score of 3.3. Something's going on. Not looking good for Dentist on Main. Now, 31 reviews, which is not like... It's almost not enough reviews to fully conclude. However... When you hear some of the complaints that I'm going to be telling you about, I think you would agree this one is not for visiting. Put it that okay. way. Okay, let's see. So Dentist on Main, I'm going to start with the shortest review of all because the sometimes the short ones are the best. And this review is a grand total of seven, eight words, right? Okay. Review here from Minimal X. So his name actually is very, That's very m- on brand. Minimal. Okay. He lives up to that name. Okay. <laughs> one star, entire text of the review. These guys don't deserve to be in business. Oh, Okay. Calling it like he sees it, minimal wow. X. Okay. So doesn't say why. Doesn't say why. And he apparently he thinks, you know, it goes without saying, but it doesn't. We need to uh, dig a bit deeper. Okay. So I think I'll uh, I'll jump into the second shortest review I could find, also one star. Mm-hmm. And this is from Jordach Ramjit, uh, who has 19 reviews, is a local guide, so sh- should know what they're talking about. Yes. And a uh, pretty simple complaint here and, and a bit of a deal breaker from five years ago. Uh, he says, or she says, so I called through trying to make an appointment and inquire certain information. First, they tell me they're free between 10.30 and 2, and cleaning only takes 30 minutes. I ask for a 1.30 slot, and then get told the doctor will be on lunch. <laughs> so, like, that is classic own goal of any business, where it's like, uh, yeah, so anytime between, uh, yeah. between 12 and 1. Oh, but we're on lunch. Aye. Then Jordich leaves, leaves like a, a parting shot saying, they have poor ratings, and I can understand why. They are not patient focused. So patient, but a couple mm-hmm. clarifying questions uh-huh, here. Uh-huh. They didn't take the booking. They just said, I don't think they okay, went. We're, so, we're out to lunch. Exactly. So, so far you could argue all of these one, one stars so far have been unfair against the dentist because none of them yeah. have actually been to the dentist so far. Well, maybe the minimal X did go, but he didn't tell us. True. What yeah, happened. Minimal has yeah. a lot of baggage that he doesn't want to, he doesn't have time. He's too minimal. He's, he's busy doing minimal stuff. Probably, so probably. Yeah. he doesn't, he's not going to get into it. Uh, but then Christina Cho um, perhaps starts to peel back the mystery of what's going okay. on. Christina. She says, now Christina Cho, two reviews. So she only reviews when she's really upset and she has done in this case. Okay. She says, I don't understand why... <laughs> Sorry, I don't understand why this doctor always looks so tired. That's oh. seriously not good for patients. And oh. I strongly recommend people who read this to go other, to other dentists. Oh. So starting to form a picture now in our minds, you know. A tired dentist. So She calls him doctor, but dentist. Yeah. Loves his lunch at 1.30. Uh. Always tired. Doesn't leave a good impression, right? Mm. So we're starting to get a picture of uh, what kind of person this is here. He's um, probably working a second job. Uh, you would think. Right. You would think. Um, 
then as i was so these were as i was reading through i was like right i'm starting to to form a picture and then there's one uh very fun review that i'm gonna uh concatenate a little bit just shorten it somewhat yeah. um just because it's the ending that i want to get to here on this review yeah but uh longello gnocco three reviews one star longello gnocco yes is that his name uh yes as okay. best i can uh, decipher okay. i'm not very good at reading uh gnocco is like the singular of gnocchi you know? uh not when it's spelled like this i can imagine but no uh, no but you know okay close <laughs> enough however now these google reviews are getting a bit meta because they're talking about the fact that it has bad reviews right oh so longello says i wish i read all these comments before i went to this place would have saved me so much money time and pain mm. i went there to extract my wisdom in two appointments and left with more pain than i did going in on both occasions Okay, but you got your wisdom teeth taken out. Yeah. So. so let's say nobody leaves five right. stars for a wisdom tooth extraction. That's right. probably, right? Then uh, Longello spends a whole paragraph talking about the other dentists and how great they were. So no need for that. Let's let's stick on topic here. <laughs> um, then when I tell a doctor friend of mine, the team at Dentist on Main left me in pain in a chair for a good half hour. He mm. was so shocked. Okay. And that's not even the craziest part. The craziest part <laughs> is that after all was said and brackets not done, these guys still had the, I don't know what, to tell me to come back for fillings. Surely not. And now Longello was reaching out to the reader directly and says, this isn't one of those, it's three star, could go either way places. Oh, well. Don't risk it. Trust the other reviewers on this one. I messed up big time by not coming to these reviews first. Okay. Wow, so, Longello really getting meta, as you said. Um, yeah. Longello, I don't, I don't know where I'm landing on this yet because... Okay, okay. Yeah. Let's see. I don't I will, know if it's uh, fair. I'll give you a, a sprinkling of two more reviews, yeah. and then we'll hear your, your final I've verdict. got my wisdom teeth taken out. Well, All four at once. Okay. Total you, anesthesia. You well, that, and what? I suffered. Even with the total anesthesia? Well, the after, after. The oh, after, after I was in pain. Yeah. Mm, okay. But can I also preface this also by saying, when you go Cape Town dentists, actually, there's a load of very well-reviewed dentists. I had to do some digging to find right. these really you bad scrolled ones. a lot. Exactly. Yeah. So apparently either they're buying re fake reviews or they are getting the other ones are getting good reviews right. broadly speaking right. i don't know why it's a cutthroat world up i guess so but maybe it's the aftercare maybe it's the how you're handled that also plays a role like Couldn't that's be. where the good reviews come yeah. from. i don't know but uh let's jump into shan stride who is a local guide with 20 reviews mm -hmm. one star a year ago uh i visited this dentist because it's really close to my house mid early jan 2020 didn't need to know that, Sean, but thanks for the uh, context, nonetheless. <laughs> I definitely do not recommend this practice. Do not is in capitals. Mm. Upon entry, I noticed the room was quite dark and messy. Lots of stuff all over the work surfaces. It didn't look sterile and neat Ooh. like one might expect from a medical room. Mm. I was under time pressure, so I went forward with the appointment. So Sean is now kind of preempting the haters and saying like, why did, who were going to say, why didn't you just leave? She's saying, right. well, hold on now. I was under time pressure. I'm a busy lady. So, yes. okay. She lives around the corner. She lives around the corner, but she could yeah. have gone. You know, she has, right. she has a busy schedule. Yeah. I don't know why. But uh, I went for one small filling, which I knew was a developing problem. The dentist advised that I needed several fillings. I think six or seven. I allowed him to do two, but said I would get a second opinion on the others. I had reservations and didn't trust the situation. Mm. In hindsight, I should have just left immediately. And she's really, you know, repeating herself now. Uh, and then, surprise, surprise, I went to another dentist who told me that there was nothing wrong with any of my teeth at all. I have some tiny stains in the ridges of my teeth, but these stains are 100% not cavities in any regard. Mm. A qualified dentist would know this, just normal discoloration. So okay. she concludes, either these guys don't know what they're doing, or they're just trying to make money off people. Anyway, either way, I would avoid at all costs. Okay, well, here what worries me the most is not 
because it's obviously not the first dentist that tells you you need procedures you don't. I mean, yeah, some that's of kind the of greats the game, of dentistry it? do that, some right? Some of the goats, actually. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We know a few. Yeah. What worries me there is the first part of this place isn't clean. Yeah. It's yeah. not sterile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're getting things put into your mouth. That's not ideal. That's not ideal. And that's that, not an ideal dentistry that, environment. And to that point, that explains why we have some other reviews where people are coming away with infections or coming away with like a worse Is that situation. right? Yeah. So oh, like no. Andrew, Andrew Guarpa here, uh, even just five months ago. So this is still a problem ongoing. One star. Went for a filling, paid 1100 rand, I guess. A whole week with mm. sore mouth. I went back the following week and suggested that the only way is to remove the tooth and pay another 400 rand. It is now a week and a half, still drinking pills to relieve the pain. My lips under the tongue infect every part he injected is painful. So Andrew is in so much pain that his his writing drifts off into the incomprehensible oh, here. God, yeah. It just it becomes, hallucinating. Man. Yeah, it becomes a, a very sad uh, rant. Oh, and this is the first one that the practice has responded to, actually. Oh, here we go. Well, I don't want to you. wait until you, now. But they haven't responded to any of the previous ones, right? So okay. they apparently have just ignored those. But five months ago, they do re- respond to this one and they say, good day, kindly contact the practice manager, roberts at dentistonmain.co.za. That's it. Okay. so none Taking of this offline. this is worst practice by the way for any business owners like you need to in these responses you need to say hi andrew sorry to hear about your problem yeah. for clarity this was an issue that we have had but blah, 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 blah. Right. they don't do any of this so or go for the jugular as a restaurateur I would, in brussels i would almost rather they did that yeah, yeah because if what we've what we're lacking here and what i always love to see is those vicious replies right but unfortunately dentists on main is not interested in entertaining us here no they just want to run their reasonably poor dentistry let's say so what i'm noticing a theme that a lot of these people didn't go in let's say for their routine tooth count or routine cleaning mm-hmm. uh their borderline surgery slash emergency procedure yeah. slash i need to get this done like a filling yeah i would go as far as to venture that this the owner of this establishment does not care about returning customers because he's yeah. on such a busy street where he will always get these you these know emergency, emergency kind of walk-ins, uh, yeah. walk-ins right as long as they don't happen during his lunch break uh fair enough i Fingers mean crossed. dentists Jeez. need to eat man they, you know 100 right just like us i cannot hold they that need to test it. their own teeth on what I, yeah they yeah. do yeah exactly so always. i think they they quite frankly don't care so they're like let's go with the lowest cost to serve possible mm and keep mm. getting people in. And let's also assume that most people, unlike those heroes at the Lost in Postulation podcast, do not check reviews yeah, before going is, to a dentist on a busy street in a big city. Yeah, and we did see that in the comments, in the reviews, many people were saying, I wish I checked. Mm. So, I mean, that does show you, like, a lot of people are just going because they're, like, Googling dentists here near me. Okay, cool, I'll go. So I suppose, yeah, it still raises the same question, though, that we had previously, which is, like, nine out of ten dentists recommend something is that because it will bring them more money because yeah. it doesn't work or is it because they're you know they have their right their, their their heart in the right place you know and again like this does it serve the dentist to do a bad job so that everyone has to keep coming back or will word get out through things like google reviews and their business goes under you know mm. it's a fine well it's a tightrope balance it that, really is that every dentist must strike yeah you don't know who to trust anymore in the dentistry world exactly especially i was thinking about this with the second opinions thing right because mm. imagine we're both dentists right yeah and my patient goes to you and goes hey dr neil said i'm gonna need seven fillings two root canals da, da, da. Mm-hmm. what are you gonna say first of all 
absolutely not right. bro you don't need those he's exactly. an idiot he doesn't know what he's yeah. talking about because stick then i can get me. your day-to-day business exactly because you go stick with me and you'll be totally fine yeah and the person goes oh i'm relieved i'm so vindicated right. I, I was right all along this person was terrible and then what are you going to do seven fillings two crowns two root canals exactly. in your studio instead in your absolutely clinic, just right? a year later maybe so yeah. i don't even believe not only do i not believe in dentists always doing what's needed i also don't believe in the other dentist who tells you oh you actually didn't need that after there are no heroes in this game this is like fifa Uh fighting uefa it should not be a for-profit industry that's what i'm realizing oh wow okay this is just just as i sit here it's like prisons really it's like uh, (laughs) okay like they're necessary they perform a very necessary service (laughs) right but but they shouldn't be private like yeah like the the health industry in the u.s sorry Mm. to fire any wayward shots here but like the more profit you introduce into this the more incentives just get completely right thrown out of thrown out of whack now, this wasn't where I needed to or wanted to go with my one-star Google mm. reviews here. And yet, here we are. Probably you need to draw a line between cosmetic dentistry on the one hand. Yeah. Right? Where uh-huh. you can probably keep that private. I mean, that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. a good to have. So and, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the nuts and bolts of dentistry. The, we know, you yeah. Know, like, we, I think we've gotten far enough now with, with modern medicine that we understand how poor dentistry and poor dental health can lead to other significant health issues decay all over man. Massive, they, they can lead to like serious blood infections or like brain issues and like loads yeah. of things and how is that not covered how is that not part of any modern society's health care system i don't understand can we get that as the labor backbencher now yeah oh it's, yeah geez what accent do they have they're more like it's a, it's a disgrace that we can't offer dental care to people in this country who are badly in need of it who are sick on beds in the in every hospital up and down this country and i mean from Berkeley to Northamptonshire. I don't know. I'm just this picking. Is lovely. You, yeah. you are the MP from Sheffield Hallam. Yeah, I exactly. With that accent. And me, as the MP from Sheffield Hallam. Who I'm also went to Eton, by the way. Oh, oh, that is beside the point. Point of order, <laughs> sir. Point of order. That is not relevant. Yeah. Order. 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 Uh, you, <laughs> Sorry. Jeez, this is like the MP episode. I'm running out of MPs. We love those MPs, right? Absolutely. I mean, just a show all the time. So now we have two. We need to keep building the, uh, yeah. the so, lore. It's going to be a bit more difficult. Okay, I think the S&P, there you're going to throw on a Scottish accent. This is where it's, this is where I'll fall down. Yeah. Let me come back with an S&P when yeah, I've had some time. Yeah, we don't need time. it today, you know. They can Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to like find uh, a not offensive Scottish accent because you know everyone goes with Shrek like straight away. Right, you know? exactly. But you got Yeah, it's more about finding the the nuanced Scottish accent. As we did with the Australian. Exactly. On the exactly. last episode. Exactly. Or we like to think we did. Should we just rename the podcast to Impressions of People? Like yeah. at this point, it's... Lost uh, in accentology. Just to accentology. Sorry. So a little bit off piece as usual, but here we are at the end of my one-star Google review segment, Dentists. We don't like you. Or at least we're mixed yeah. feelings about you right now. And what about our dentist on Maine? Do we support the ratings or should he get a more fair shake? I believe that data does tell a story and whether it's due to what we heard, whether it's the reasons we heard or whether it's something entirely else, that the vibes were bad, the receptionist was mean, right. you know, something's not right. I'm sure. And just like we had with every one of these, I'm very sure that if you just even walked in the door, you could within two minutes be like, yeah, I see why, you know? Yeah. And I get that all the time with restaurants. When I walk into a badly reviewed restaurant, within one second, you're like, yep, you see why. Yeah. Still a firm believer in Google reviews after all this time. Yeah, as long as I'm not given evidence to show that they're clearly manipulated, like right. I did in Bali, where it was like, wow, every single place is 4.9 and yeah. amazing from everybody who yeah. only leaves one review. You know, like yeah. just uh, then it's obviously fake. But uh, if I can get the sense from reading the lowest reviews 
that if the lowest review is like um super nice one time was a bit late for the appointment but otherwise good then i'm like okay yeah then okay. Uh, then we're going i think it's fair yeah. i think it's fair and neil the other location our listeners wanted us to go to mm. for these google reviews is one that's very dear to your heart Go on. Neil, we are going to Balje Achaclea. Hey, there we go. You got Did it I ready. Say that well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Balje for our non-Irish speaking listeners is Dublin, Neil. Yeah, for all of our listeners, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, that is Dublin. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. In the Irish language, don't call it Gaelic. How'd I do? Very well. That would Any Irish person would have said, yep, yeah, I know what you mean. Balje Achaclea. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, I've been practicing is, most of the morning. So. Dublin is actually one of the rare cities and or towns i suppose in ireland where the irish translation has nothing to do with the english right. uh, translation and that's just because um the original name for dublin in irish was dublin which oh. is translates to a dark pool or like a black pool even like now, black pool across the coast not to be confused with right, right. but uh dublin is then anglicized to dublin and there you go but most places in ireland are just literally some english person listened to the irish name and like bastardized it for want of a better word okay but like um cork for example is corkic in irish you know galway is galiev okay 20 gol is dunanal okay yeah, so yeah. some some surveyor some census dude was like yeah yeah yeah, i can uh, i can spell that and just turned it into some mumbo jumbo english right. and that's what became the english name of oh, places in ireland but okay. anyway there you go long story but, but uh, that's great here we are in dublin balioclea balioclea and that would explain actually this bastardization of this place we're going to being called an airport uh-huh, there you go. Which now, is? That's the op- Irish opposite form. way around. Okay, where me. airports didn't exist in, in the old uh, Celtic, so <laughs> I can imagine. they didn't have a word for it. And right. therefore, they just take the English word. Ireland and Irish is a bit like other small country mm. Europeans where they are determined to make up their own words for modern things. Right. So a website is, of course, not a website. It's a sieve Iderlin. And a skateboard is not a skateboard, but it's a Klorskotala. Get know? out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Klorskotala. Yeah, yeah. Which literally means board of skating, you know. But Lovely. Uh, there is a commission uh, who is responsible for coming up with these new words. To keep the language alive. But it's the same here. I think it's the same in Lithuania. Like, they, yeah. all countries who are, like, say, five million or less, no. they have to actively work hard to make sure that their language doesn't get anglicized too much. It is endangered, right? Yeah, and like, I, I see that. But anyway, so this okay. would be, Airfort is an example where the commission in probably the 40s got together and were like, okay, we need a word for this now. Yeah, and there right. you go. And for our non-linguist listeners, Airfort, in this case, means airport. Well done to any of you who guessed <laughs> it. That was a stretch, so you've done very well. Yeah. So, Neil, we're going to the Dublin airport uh, in your old stomping grounds. I imagine you've been there quite a few times. So many times. And uh, let me tell you, it's not a not a banger of an airport. But uh, Well, as a Google review average rating, it's a 4.0. I'm impressed that I got above 4 even, or just even got to 4. Right. Yeah. So, I have a postulation before we get into this specific airport. Yeah. My postulation, I would argue that... Reviewing an airport is the closest you can come within the universe of Google reviews yeah. to reviewing a country. Oh, yeah, I see it. I see you it. You see what I mean? Uh-huh. It's your point of entry. It's uh-huh. your point of exit. Yeah. It's where you at first get your first impression of what are the people like here? Mm. Are they hospitable? Are they not? It's where you get your first impression of the country's investment in infrastructure, yeah. for example, oh, what they prioritize, what they don't, their rhythms, if the baggage claim is very efficient or yeah. if it's very slow. An airport 
start. It's where you would start to get the sinking feeling. You know, if if you've right. gone, if you've arrived somewhere and you're about to be negatively surprised, that's when you would start getting the feeling of At like the airport. Oh no! Okay, this country is actually not as organized as I thought. Yeah, right. Hundred percent. How about that? So very good point. Let's see what the reviewers have to say about the airport in Dublin. Dublin airport. Ergo, Ireland as a whole. Wow. This is a huge postulation, actually. Is this huge? Yeah. So the first one, and it's quite a lengthy one, so bear with me. This is okay. from Padraig Seif. So Padri- Patrick, I mm-hmm. think, but spelled uh, Padraig, so right? Padraig, Padraig. Padraig, yeah. you would yeah. say. Okay. Yeah. Padraig Seif. Padraig Seif is a local guy with 289 reviews. Mm. And not all of them of the airport. You would hope, yeah. You would hope. I don't even know if you're allowed to do that. No, certainly not. So Padraig, this from four days ago. Hmm. This is like Podrick from Game of Thrones? No, that was Podrick. Podrick. Yeah. Podrick. Okay. But, so. I, but, you know, we know how George R. R. Martin, he was naming characters which one letter different right. from an English. Yeah. yeah there so, you go. There you go. So, Podrick, this airport, its architects and operators are all sad. Sad? Uh, sad. He writes. Uh, how do you mean? A, space, sad, period. I do we, think do we know what Podrick means here, or is this... Uh, uh, no, not yet. And, okay. But then he, he enlightens okay, us further please, on. Please. Terminal 2 was planned much too small. From day one, the queues at check-in were outlandish and reminded me of Hanoi Airport Okay. when the IT system broke down. Huh. Okay. That, then it never occurred to anybody to connect T1 and T2 so that interchange may be possible. Huh. Well, I mean, they are they are connected. It's just a fifteen minute walk. But yeah, fair. fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like my house being connected to yeah, yours. Exactly. The queues at security are notorious, and now the airport is cashing in on the shortcoming by offering quote fast track passes unquote to buy. Mm-hmm. Fantastic business model. Semicolon. Create misery and then sell the medicine for additional fees. He's not wrong. Hmm. In fairness. These days, the queues at check-in are non-existent for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Yet the operator continues to do a lousy job. Queues for security lanes become outlandish and snake halfway through the terminal building when there are more than five people flying at the same time. Some okay, hyperbole Podrick, there. <laughs> let's keep it. Uh, let's keep it in the real world, okay? Let's uh, no need for that. Podrick, really a, a showman. Yeah, yeah. Immigration clearance upon arrival takes hours, and please don't tell me it's because of COVID. Other airports with far stricter rules do a much better and quicker job. Hmm. You've got guard guards harassing the poor souls that want or need to fly, making a mockery of our free society. And now hmm. you've got the defense forces arsing around the terminal instead of building hospitals. You've lost me there, Patrick. Sorry he's, to say. He's lost I mean, he lost me from the start, but now I'm even more lost. Yeah. Yeah. And then he finishes with in one way the airport shines oh it is a fantastic monument to irish underachievement grand idea in theory Uh. but spectacular failure in reality as a user it is better to be leaving through the airport rather than arriving at the shambles yeah and like the thing is i actually agree broadly with what he's saying you know okay i just really take issue when someone has a good point and then they turn up the exaggeration to a hundred because you just lose, like... You, you gotta you, sell reviews. You, but you lose all credibility. Like, if you're gonna say it takes hours to get through passport control, I mm. guarantee nobody has taken more than 30 minutes 
like say 90% right. of people get through in less than 30 and sorry most people get through in five like you the thing flows through pretty fast you know so he has very legitimate concerns about the airport and I 100% agree that it's a shambles versus other modern cities in, in mm. Europe that should that have an airport with a rail link for example right but uh I don't enjoy when I'm hearing a review and it's just like it takes three days to get through security <laughs> you know it's just like yeah 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 it's more, than, more five than five people, people fly it's like yeah okay 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 but valid concerns security has gotten a lot better because they got absolutely just destroyed for it in the media politicians started intervening because okay. it was that bad it just, really like post-covid summer 21 it was ours you had to be there they were telling you please get there four hours embarrassing early. Yeah, yeah just ridiculous. And not just there i mean we had it with many airports in, yeah, they in europe right? they couldn't yeah. hire fast enough and then they had to right. security clear the, the staff and that takes time right. so it's yeah it is what it is but uh podrick you would have i would have been so much more on your side here if you had just kept it within you know the realm of of reality and and what about kind of his conclusion here of it is a fantastic monument to Irish underachievement. I don't don't enjoy that. And Podrick is an Irish name, so I I would love if Podrick local guy could have a little bit more national pride, you know. And okay. it is it's a monument to Irish bureaucracy and red tape and NIMBYism. Mm. You know what I mean by NIMBYism? No, I do not know. NIMBY stands for not in my backyard. Okay. And uh, Ireland is, and particularly Dublin, famous for NIMBYism because the laws lean very favorably towards objection to planning permissions. Okay. So you can make a project. So you're so going to... Parochial planning. Exactly. So you're going to make a rail link to the airport. Yeah. Right? So every citizen on in, that's going to be impacted gets the chance to say, uh, no, sorry. To veto the whole thing. And they basically always do. So there you go. The fact that we got any sort of light rail system built like the Lewis is a miracle in and of itself. Okay. Somehow that happened. But... Uh, every expansion to the Lewis, every link to the airport gets completely shot down and vetoed. And therefore, we have no rail link to the airport. Well, Do the taxi lobby have a, a role in this? Perhaps. They're mm-hmm. also making bank of it. But anyway, that's that's how okay. things stand right now. Terrible. Okay. Embarrassing. More reviews. Let's, More let's reviews. Let's keep going. After Podrick, it's E. Ronendale. I imagine he's Dutch. Danish. Or Dutch, even. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Trying to be an airport, but failed big time. Mm. No one is laughing, helping, or giving proper information. I, I imagine he wants to say smiling instead of laughing, but we'll go with it. Maybe he's being dramatic. He's like, no, no ch- laughing children. No, no you know, it's exactly. like painting a really grim picture. Yeah. All the amateurs who are working here had a training in avoiding any customer or answering questions. What a failure. And he proceeds to post a picture of the back wing of his Ryanair flight. <laughs> symbolic it is symbolic isn't it but that is this is more my concern it's like we irish people can kind of put up with the airport because we're like yeah it's crap but whatever Mm. but it is a bit unfortunate that the first interaction and the last interaction that every visitor has is this kind of underwhelming and it's the national airport right it's the biggest in the country exactly and so many companies have come to ireland and established their european like emea headquarters there right so all of their Big wigs, top dogs, like all their CEOs, they all have to come in through Dublin Airport. Right. And it's just like, oh, geez. Yeah, sorry about that. You know? Well, and this was also a local guide, E. Gronendale, mm. with 75 reviews. I mm. imagine local probably more to Amsterdam or the like mm. uh, than Dublin. But there you go. And we keep going with Capraru Allen Catalin. That's is a it, name. Yeah. Is it is that an Irish name? Uh, I would probably be Capraru. able to... I can say no with 99% certainty, but... Yeah, I would say that is a Catalonian name. Like okay, could Bar- be. Barcelona vibes. Okay, there you go. If One of your to... favorite cities. It is. Another local guide with 28 reviews. Yeah. I can't understand nothing over the speakers with <laughs> one 
English slash Irish accents. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Dublin accents as well, yeah. Oof. Two, lack of some kind of audio tune signaling announcements. Yeah. And three, the echo in these terminals. I know exactly what he means. Not actually. a great place to record a podcast? No, jeez. Okay. Uh, I missed a flight on um, 7-11 on the, the 7th of November, 2022, oh. because of late departure and changing the boarding gate. Yeah. Update, 2nd of August, 2023, oh. a few days ago. Yeah. It almost happened again <laughs> to a friend. Same flight and terminal. Love Dublin that. Airport didn't change anything. <laughs> I love the coming back half a year later. It almost happened again. <laughs> like uh, To a friend. Yeah, and but they I know exactly what they mean because the way the announcements happen in Dublin Airport, uh, because there's no chime, the, everyone's been trained to tap on the mic a few times. Oh, no, 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 so no. So you no. get the... Oh, excuse me, there's going to be a change in the terminal. You know, like they just rant off it through and they do it, of course, in a very, it's not automated. You know, the way in, in Copenhagen, it's like right. the 829 yeah. flight. It's nothing like that. It's all just a voice, manual voice. And they just say, they just rattle it off in as quick as you could like, you know. So I actually fully understand that one. And that's not a, a problem I had even thought of. So yeah, very good point. That all needs to be fixed. So why did he miss his flight though? Like Because probably what happened was there was an announcement where it went, terminal building and then he'd be like uh what sorry what? you know yeah where do i go what's happening they and changed then, his gate without yeah, him knowing. exactly okay. so then he, he might have been wearing headphones or he might have, you know but anyway he wouldn't have understood it if uh, if he heard it and then right he's like i guess i'll stay here and then the flight takes off from somewhere else not know? a great service not amazing Capraru. Capraru, a recommendation from me always get the app of the airport you're at mm, or yeah. of the airline you're flying with because they update the gates in there Capraru. so i don't yes, know yes I might give a one star to you, Capraru, for not having done that ahead of time. Next give time it a, you fly, give it a use two. your phone. And he won't make the mistake again, let's say. It was yeah. a learning experience. And when it almost happened again, it was to a friend, right? So right. Uh, maybe Capraru has learned a valuable lesson here in, uh, what's the word, like fail safes, you know, in you having a backup. Hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In redundancies. But yeah. Another local guide with 78 reviews. All the local guides going through Dublin Airport. Mm. Roro. That's it? R-O-R-O. Okay. That's the name. Cool. I pass through the Dublin airport security quite frequently, and it's ridiculously overpacked. I'm sure many, quote, third world, unquote, airports okay, are okay. better organized. Easy now. <laughs> Steady on, Roro. Jeez, okay. Are well. better organized slash less crowded than this god-awful airport security. Harsh. She capitalized the G in God. Yeah. Um, the overcrowded nature of the airport security boggles my mind, as when I pass through Heathrow or Gatwick Airport, mm -hmm which are in a city with a higher population than not only Dublin, but the entire population of Ireland. No need for that, but okay. Yeah, yeah, go on. Uncalled for. Yeah. Their airport security, regardless of the time slash day of the flight, is better organized and less crowded. That's kind of saying something because at Gatwick, it's not fun to go to that. No, security. no. Dublin airport security staff. She's speaking directly to them. Oh, they're reading the reviews in there. Yeah, okay. You'd hope. Please do better with organization. Is that please? Hmm. Organize the queues better. Give people space. Make sure nobody skips queues unless their flight is delayed. And please, just make sure to get it done. Don't send people's bags back just because, quote, it didn't scan, unquote. Mm. Clearly, it did. I mm. have clothing slash chargers slash keys, not bombs or weaponry. This Thanks for clarifying. Classic Roro. airport complaint. Good, uh, good of you to, to clarify. But, um... Hmm. She's not finished. Oh, sorry. She's gone. <laughs> the machines we pass through can easily detect any weapons slash machines, and the machines bag bags pass through can also. So it's futile to search our bags unnecessarily mm -hmm. when all they contain are clothing. 
Well, Roro, if that was true, they wouldn't have to do any searching at all. But uh, right, yeah. it's a slippery slope. Yeah, and also though, I think Roro should probably acknowledge the fact that we all know this is theater, right? It's security theater. Mm. No, like yeah, no actual e- easy there. No, but it, like it basically, right? It is like uh, if if anyone is actually on a on some sort of mission, they will find a way to to do it, and they won't involve themselves in the airport security whatsoever. But like. That you can smuggle whatever at water like no problem you just need to do a little bit of like stashing it in your bag and it gets through half the time you know if you forget so roro's expectation that like hey this this thing is like you know not catching any weapons and blah blah it's like yeah we know like nobody's actually nobody actually thinks this thing is effective i think anyway that's where i'm at yeah i think it's a it's all for show but it's good for show because it shows you know security is high here you better not try anything you know that, that kind of thing yeah, it's all good. Well, so that's good. that's the Dublin airport. So would you give it no. after all the airports you've been to? How many stars would you give? No, it? so because there's one massive, massive saving grace for Dublin Airport, which brings it from zero to hero, in my view. Go for it. Dublin Airport is responsible for one of the most successful case studies ever of trusting consumers because okay. they launched a one euro water bottle scheme with an honesty box system. And oh. it was studied by economists. Uh, that was part of the... I've seen it in other airports since. They started, Dublin Airport started. Wow. At least that's what I've been taught and that's what I've researched about it. Okay. So Dublin was the first airport to launch one euro water bottle honesty box system. And of course, they did the measure of how much do people steal from the honesty box system? Do they just take the water? And 95% or more actually pay at least the amount that's asked, which okay. is one euro. So it wasn't like an offset of a few guys throwing in a 50 instead of a one to balance. It could. And so they, they know that th- there's no way of seeing, you know, one-to-one right. who's paying what. But what they can see is there are some people putting in 20s and 10s who are just getting rid of their euros or whatever. Maybe they take 10 bottles, maybe they don't. Mm. But on balance, it's a phenomenally successful experiment. Also, just to validate the the suspicion that humans are broadly honest people, you know, which is a nice, well, heartwarming uh, observation. Beautiful. Tear, yeah, always. But mainly because this is a, a breakthrough, I think, for all un- unattended retail, where it's like you can actually make money and not lose money, even though people could steal. You're giving them the invitation to steal, basically, and right. they're still doing the honesty system. Most people are honest. Exactly, at least in airports, oh. yeah. So that, I think, was an amazing experiment and it's still going today. You okay. can still get a water bottle for the princely sum of one euro. Where do you get a water bottle for one euro anywhere these days? Wow, okay. They're three euro in Brussels airport. Yeah. They're three euro fifty or something here. Yeah. So I think it's a great service. There's also a water fountain if you want to use that, you know, if you've just emptied your water right. bottle, etc. But I have to give credit there to, I guess it was Dublin Airport Authority or I don't know who, but that was a really, really cool experiment that worked and has been copied now in other airports around the world. So That's lovely. Fair play to Dublin for that one. An innovation centre. Not really their job. Absolutely not. And would I rather have they focused <laughs> on uh, building a better terminal or improving security? Yes, I would. But nobody's perfect. Someday, very soon, all terminals, all security will have those new machines where you don't have to take out your water. Right, and just exactly. all go through. You don't have to take off any clothing. We've been through them ourselves. Exactly. Right? Yeah, they're coming. And I think UK is leading the way on that one, but Copenhagen yeah. Airport has a few. Amsterdam so, is almost all those now. I yeah, think. Amsterdam also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the, these security things are going to be a thing of the past in the next like 10 years, I'm sure. But in any case, yeah, maybe Dublin can up their game in the meantime. Well, I'm looking forward when we travel to Dublin for our live show there uh, next year. Listeners, more details to come on that. Yeah, more details you know, when, flying we, into this uh, when we plan it and make it happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, there you go. That, wow. was a, that was the Google review segment. We one did star. have oh, yeah. one more to round out with, which we got sent to us from loyal listener of the podcast out of Vienna, hey. the Austrian capital 
your favorite place in Austria? Uh, certainly not mine, but it is the number one uh, apparently best place the world, best place in the world to live right now. Every year, crazy, weird, so, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So listener Bjorn yeah. from Austria, not to be considered with Bjorn from Sweden. Yeah. He sent me, sent us, this review of a chip shop in Walsall. Mm-hmm. So taking us back into the black country where we had visited the Worley Superstore exactly. a few episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One star a month ago from Gurdiv Singh Bal. Awful. Worst chip shop in Walsall. Paid £7.60 for a kebab. Hardly any meat. Nan was burnt. Oof. Rubbish. Never going there again. To which the Sheffield Fish Bar owner replied, I'm sorry to hear about your nan. I hope she gets well soon. <laughs> Always looking on the bright side. And yeah. he, I think it wasn't that one where the guy did spell Nan wrong. He had spelled, spelled it exactly. N-A-N. So he opened the door there for exactly. a, a, a clap back and he got one. It's lovely. That's yeah. the type of Google review banter we love to see. Actually, you see it a bit around here. I, uh, there's a place near me. It's like a nail bar. Mm. And it's in Danish. But the, the sign outside says, come in and get what one reviewer described as the ugliest nails she's ever seen in her life. You know, So some some businesses are kind of leaning into it as okay. like, uh, we're, very, we're not concerned about these bad reviews. It's obviously them that wrong you know wow so there, there's another example yeah i love that yeah good so listeners we're gonna take a quick break come back with a little bit more of mailbag and some recos listeners welcome back to this final part of the episode starting off with a mailbag and neil do you hear that I hear some... Do you hear that? It's Roy's Corner! Um, Before we cut to a break here, uh, loyal listener Roy from West Virginia slash Chicago slash Cleveland, you know, he... Changes every time. Keeps us on our toes. Uh, We never know where he is. He was uh, just in Lisbon as well. He wrote... Not stop at Morocco. MVP of our mailbag right now. Unreal. Uh, This might just be rebaptized Roy's Corner... Um, and she would be the best navigator with all the investments she has made in cruise, GM's autonomous drive. <laughs> Just stuff I'll cover one here. Exactly. Yeah. Roy wanted to write in about Morocco. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he said he had been to Morocco in 2019 was not very impressed, would not recommend it, and went as far as to say he just didn't really feel safe there, but it gets worse. He said it was medium vibes. I think he said mid vibes. Mid vibes, yeah, that's right. Uh, this might just be rebaptized Roy's Corner, because... Back with a postulation, or more a comment about playgrounds. Hmm saying that the merry-go-rounds are a hard sell. (laughs) Not stop at Morocco. MVP of our mailbag right now. Unreal. That's pretty strong. I think Roy from Chicago is gunning for our jobs here. I'm kind of seeing this as a CV application for for LIP uh, (laughs) chief uh, broadcaster. This is huge. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I said disgusting no loyalty what do you have to say for yourself and for me i i'm, I'm now becoming accustomed to roy's use of hyperbole so i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna get overly uh, worried about it. 
first one here, Roy from Chicago. Uh, a warning, Roy didn't really follow the, he followed some of the rules, uh, but then he just started drafting everybody as a wild card. So <laughs> he went full nuclear off here, Roy. off haste. Roy, for musician slash author, he goes, I'm going to throw a hybrid. David Blaine. Yes. <laughs> Leader, now Roy, master of current events, yeah. chooses Zelensky. Yes. Uh, this might just got, He's back. <laughs> he is once again back, Roy, with uh, another postulation for us. Yeah, Roy, uh, for listeners that don't know, uh, well, you will get to know him because uh, he's an avid postulator uh, and an avid pain in our... Hmm? Keeps us honest. Yeah. Definitely. So, as listeners will know, if they don't, you can go back and listen to the last episode. We did Pop Culture Country Tier List on Australia last mm-hmm, episode. Mm-hmm. Roy had something to say to us. Mm. He goes... I think it is outrageous that you settled on a three for film for Australia. Film and TV, to be clear. Film and TV. Yeah, yeah. Good point this to is clarify. Important. This is important yeah. for later. Absolutely. Yeah. Whether or not you claim Russell Crowe as Australian, there are actors there who have carried the box office for the last 30 years there, with another 10, 20 years domination in the books. It's predicting. Mm. You forgot to mention the lead actor in Avatar, Sam Worthington, which was the highest grossing film of all time. And then he puts in parentheses, I question the impact and if it's really a movie you want to sit down and rewatch. Okay. Then there are the level two box office hitters who come in and steal the movies they are in. Joel Egerton, Hugo Weaving, Guy Pierce, Rose Byrne, who was the comedian whose name I couldn't remember last uh-huh, episode, okay. uh-huh. Tony Collette, and Ben Mendelsohn. Pretty sure we mentioned Tony Collette, Roy. Did we? Well, I did. Yeah. Because my whole point was I didn't know she was Australian. Oh, uh, okay. But then, it, yeah. Oh, I, I know. Yeah. I recognize it, but I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. So he goes on to finish. Strip that aside. Margot Robbie is currently responsible for a movie theater renaissance with Barbie. Hugh Jackman is synonymous with Wolverine. Russell Crowe hasn't put out a good film since 2017's Nice Guys and still gets remembered as one of the greatest actors of a generation. These are impacts that take you to the next level and deserve a five on film. <laughs> Roy, okay. you want to take it? Oh, well, I'm not totally in disagreement. I do think that we were light on actors, right? As as you can hear, there were many that we didn't even mention, right? Right. But remember, first and foremost, this was film and TV, right? Right. So if it's getting a five here, it means that both on film and TV, it's having like a massively outsized impact on the world. Let's say America is an automatic five, for example. Right. right? Now, with Australia, yes, those are all good actors, However, can I argue mm. that unless you're like a quite a big film fan, I don't think you're going to know every name on that list that just that we just went through. No. And quite the opposite, in fact, I would argue that for the average film goer, if I was to pull someone out of Barbie and after they say Margot Robbie is awesome and I go, what do you think of this guy, this guy, this girl, this girl, right. go through that list, right? Uh, yeah, I actually do think they might, if you didn't show them the picture of the person, they'd be like, uh, who? So, oh, definitely. You know? yeah, yeah. So great actors, don't, don't get yeah. me wrong, and certainly more than E.G. Mexico, right, where we, we really struggled yeah. on. And we called Kate Blanchett the Meryl Streep Come on. of her generation. Well, I mean, we gave some great cred, right? Yeah. Now, the other thing is, TV-wise, Australia is actually a bit 
bit weak as we yeah. as we talked about right Definitely. so that that has been one where we're kind of missing director wise we had like three i think that we could really call out and talk about yeah and i did call Baz Luhrmann a poor man's wes anderson that was, so that yeah, didn't help the rate huge take no certainly not so what i can offer right now i'm not offering any change to the score the score is what it is hey. but i could see a way to it being a four because of that depth in the strength of the strength in depth on the bench of actors there that we have a lot of actors who are big margot's huge currently mm. and we have more who are you know coming through okay I buy that, but it's not a five. Come on. A five is reserved for be the five. best of the best, top tier. Yeah. There's nothing higher than a five. So no. if we gave Australia a five, what are we going to give US? What are we going to give UK? Like these right. places who are producing like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of actors, directors, etc. You know, yeah. I think that's where I'm at. Yeah. I, I love the postulation. I love the ferocity of the postulation, Roy, as ever. Yeah. Strongly held views. Love that. Where are you? Yeah. Are you broadly in alignment or? Well, if you remember, you were leaning towards a four and I was leaning towards a two and we settled on both giving three. So, so I so stand anything, by where, if, if anything. If anything, yeah. you were under fire here. I was yeah, maybe I a little so. bit less under Because you could have gone four and I brought you down to a three. Well, we, so. we agreed to disagree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's on me. I mean, I just think the, the directors didn't, didn't pull their weight. That's part of it. And mm. TV nowadays with its importance yeah. in, for pop culture, you got to be doing more on TV. You you have a snare Sarah Snook at least that's one Australian who's we didn't out there. mention Sarah Snook in the whole episode that was a big miss on after our praising part. her for a whole season of podcast quite a big miss on our part wow. so yeah this might be one we look back in time and say well hmm, maybe we're a bit harsh we'll but- throw a little asterisk next to it for discussion later as we yeah. as we yeah, do yeah, more yeah. countries I think that's fair we didn't mention Sarah Snook that's that's a big miss yeah but Roy didn't call that out either in fairness although that's he was fo- he was focusing on film but yeah. still still okay well there you have it well thanks for the the mailbag once again yeah, for nice. roy's corner roy's corner new segment i love it good neil let's just round out with uh, some recommendations yeah what really, have you been we're enjoying doing? this a nice way to kind of wrap up these episodes in a nice kind of light-hearted way so the only one i was going to do was the obvious recent uh barbenheimer craze right of course and you as as we've talked about you can't weigh in on them just yet you haven't seen either no, i was on holiday in places they were only dubbed in a exactly. foreign language so not our films not ready to watch it in a dub language which I agree. Uh, so what I will do is no spoilers, just my own, which one should I go see yeah. if I have to pick one, right? And the, the, and the answer won't surprise you because we've, we've talked about it, but some of the listeners may be yeah. intrigued to learn that uh, for me, every time Barbie beats Oppenheimer, in every 10 times out of 10 flip of a coin, you know, like Big you, sh- you should see Barbie yeah. before you see Oppenheimer. If you can only see one, go see Barbie. Uh, it's way better. Barbie is way better than it has any right to be i would say mm. and even better than the trailer way better actually than the trailer makes it out to be okay the trailer has for some reason picked some of the least interesting least funny jokes mm. and pulled them all together into a, a compilation right yeah so i went in with really low expectations thinking great it's going to be two hours of um this kind of snl style humor mm. you know but actually no it's, it couldn't be further and it has a lot to say some of it it doesn't say brilliantly but like it it has it's a real movie basically it yeah. has lots to analyze it's very dense you would actually need to watch it two times to really get okay at least i think wow. to, to get all of the the subtle uh nods and references of which right. there are many and it's super enjoyable great fun funny and uh, greta Ger- gerwig a great director so yeah. i'm actually yeah, not yeah. surprised now no, that no. i think about it there was exactly. a lot of stigma around it being a movie about yeah what we perceive to be a toy doll just a cash right? grab yeah i think was right because that's what you where your mind goes when you hear there's a barbie movie but it's way 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 better than than uh, i expected and yeah. maybe my low expectations is why i enjoyed it so much because i was so pleasantly surprised and the, the exact inverse can be said of oppenheimer basically that mm-hmm. i went in expecting you know 
cinematic caviar you know i was like mm-hmm. oh this is going to be the best best film i see this year it's going to be absolutely it's it's nolan at the height of his powers mm-hmm. killian murphy and honestly yeah I, I i'm interested to hear your once you've seen it so we can get yeah. into it in depth but the short answer is i would question why this got made you know like or why why this film got made in its current form in in this with this script mm. and this length and this runtime and this this like series of events to me is not an interesting uh film it's so, the second nolan flop in yeah. a row you could say yeah chris overrated uh these days yeah Overcooked, i mean least. he's treated like he's literally the number one right now right and he has no right to be i mean nope. he's done some great like the dark knight he will always have mm-hmm. a place in my in my heart but no he needs to get away from these like uh ps5 game style movies like tenet and get away from these like uh i don't know three hour dialogues like this one and just do something that is actually interesting that has something that's like something to get excited about as you watch it yeah for one thing yeah like show me like give me any at all any opinion that you have about people and the human condition because this film lacks it i would say okay maybe that's a maybe that's a burning postulation but in any case that's where i'm at barbie all the way and uh yeah okay. that's my recommendation did you have one to uh to lead us well, off i'm gonna go see barbie now that's for sure yeah uh and i will have to see oppenheimer out of respect to you having invested the time in doing it thank you uh i have two recommendations first one a book the shards by brett easton ellis hey, brett easton ellis yes. american psycho great lad you know well he's uh he's been you know controversial and all of this over the years he was Certainly. the the enfant terrible of uh, of american literature for many years yeah his first novel in i think close to 20 years yeah coming he's out been, with the shards uh, he's yeah. been taking a little break yeah. he's been doing a lot of podcasting like us actually hey, well, so there uh go. there you go that's a full-time I mean, job exactly um the shards it's got everything you need as far as a thriller it's got serial killers sex drugs rock and roll is brilliantly written as a memoir okay it's a novelized memoir about essentially a character called brett mm. like the authors who last uh, last year of high school in la at like a rich prep school etc and things go all over the place he does all his little tricks with the unreliable narrators all of this nice it's 700 pages which you Stay up all night reading. Wow. Like, uh, really brilliant. And cool. which, it's the type you would like, mm. because what did I spend the next two days doing? Going into all the Reddit threads yeah. to figure out who was this, who was that, what nice. happened here, and just basically reading another book of Reddit threads. Out. Yeah, it's a thinker. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. I think uh, I was burned a bit by Brady Snellis because I read his first novel, Less Than Zero. Less Than Zero. And that was, uh, yeah, tough. A tough, tough read. Yeah. yeah. It has certain parts of it that are a really tough read. I would he say. wrote that while yeah. he was finishing high school. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, I mean, I'll give him some slack then yeah. for that. But like, I need to go back now because I have kind of abstained from him since then. So yeah, yeah maybe it's something. Definitely it, worth yeah. it. I mean, there, it gets graphic. It gets uncomfortable. All of these things. That's but what he's all about. Yeah. Literature has got to make you feel, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he does. that's my recommendation for some even summer beach reading, whatever you want. What little, uh, what little summer there's left, yeah, please. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. depending where you are in the world. Yeah. Um, and then my other recommendation, Neil. Actually, this is something you recommended to me that I started watching with Uh-oh. Maria, and we are blitzing through it. We're a few years late. The Peaky Blinders. Yeah. I mean, everyone loves it, right? There's very it's few people who, who actually hate it. It's it's so popular. but uh, I held off for now. It's been yeah. recommended to me, I think, since it started in 2015. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Starring your man, Killian Murphy. With a Birmingham accent. Yeah. Um, and it's great. Amazing. Like I need to watch it. It it ticks all the boxes. When we started it, 
I thought, I don't know if, because it's something we're watching together, Maria, mm-hmm. my wife and I, I was like, maybe this is, you know, too violent for her. Or yeah. like, you know, usually we merge on things like Barry, for yeah. example, yeah. right? She loves it even more than me. Today, she's like, oh. yeah, it's been two days since we watched the last episode. Come on, like, oh. finish recording your podcast, you know? So, we can, so and for you... And all mm-hmm. our Irish listeners, it's got this steady backdrop of Irish history, I mean, which what's is not fascinating. Wrong? Yeah, I and, mean, I have no excuse. Hi- hyper complex, actually. Yeah, I yeah. don't think most of the listener, uh, watchers, the viewers, yeah, yeah the yeah. watchers, have any clue what half those things are. But it's so interesting to delve into. Okay, nice. what is all of this? Why are they calling him Ulster Man and all mm-hmm. of this? And you know, it's uh, okay. quite fascinating. Yeah, I think I need to uh, to add it to the list. Yeah. An interesting period of history uh, across. The two sides of the Irish Sea, hundred percent at that time. Oh, hundred percent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, damn. Watch. I mean, for us, it's on Netflix. It was a BBC show yeah, at the time originally. So, yeah, I think it was around that time where everyone was trying to make the next Sopranos, kind of. Yeah. So you had Boardwalk Empire, your Breaking Bad, Peaky Blinders, all yeah. coming out around the same time. Yeah. So, and it was like leading man series, and it was anti-hero. anti-hero. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of lost it a bit because I was more of a Breaking Bad yeah. fan at the time when it came out, and I just never got back yeah. to it. But there you go. I will. Yeah. Uh, I will dig it up. Yeah. And if I go to see Oppenheimer, it's because of your man Killian Murphy. Unbelievable how charismatic this guy is. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, uh, like, he just he, he steals any scene he's in. Yeah, yeah. Eyes glued to the screen. He has those eyes himself. Those, yeah. Those uh, really insanely blue. It's impressive. Very yeah. also unique features uh, in his yeah. face. Something yeah, you yeah. appreciate a lot with your friends like Matt Mikkelsen, etc. Oh, like talk about a legend of the game. Yeah. yeah. Inscrutable features. You know, yeah. something that you can't look away. Because you're just like, what's going on in their head? Yeah. You know, and Killian does that very well. Yeah, well. yeah, absolutely. So, wow, well, there you go. There's our recommendations. And, and a bumper episode for the listener. So you're welcome. You are welcome. More free content listeners. for us now. But, uh, we More appreciate. things for Roy to come at us for. Exactly, them. exactly. Look, we've set so many traps now for people to, uh, yeah, to pull us up on. But there we are. We're at the end of another LIP, Lost in Postulation, experience. Any parting shots for the listener? Thank you for your patronage. Uh, we are coming either next week or the week after with something quite different. We're having a guest on the pod. We're having an interview with yeah. someone from Hollywood. We sure are. That'll be fun. Yeah. So trying something else, bringing a third voice on the show for the first time ever. So let's see how it goes. And your feedback as ever is very welcome. Is Was there something you liked? Would you like to see more of it? Then, of course, let us know. Keep providing it via this app formerly known as, still known as Twitter, but with X as a symbol. Exactly. X us. So long, listeners.